Good morning, I'm Jeff Wolf, and I've been given the privilege this morning to read our scripture. It's from Proverbs 11, 24 through 25. There is one who gives freely yet gains more, but one who withholds what is due will surely become needy. Those who bless will themselves be refreshed, and those who satisfy others will themselves be satisfied. This is the word of God. Are you having a hard time during COVID-19? Are you anxious, fearful, struggling? Well, I have the solution for you. And why just tell you when I can show you? This is what I'm calling the COVID-19 Thriving Kit, okay? First, wear a mask. And if you're lucky, you can also make it into a fashion statement and double up on your mask, like this. This effectively doubles the non-effectiveness of your mask from blocking out the virus. They've done studies, you know, 60% of the time, it works every time. Not only do you look fly while you're shopping for groceries, masks like this can also remind you of how Tom Brady left you alone in the bathroom crying and then put salt to the wound and taking Gronk with him. And when you cry, people won't notice because the mask will catch all of your tears. Step two, disinfectants. First for your hands, you gotta get lots of Purell, lots of Purell. This is about one day's worth maybe, and, and you know, maybe you get enough for a week. Then for your most touched surfaces around the house, Clorox wipes. And the Clorox wipes also serve a dual functionality because they kill any germs on your doorknobs and tables. And on top of that, you get to end up, if you end up getting COVID, what you do is you save this tub because the bleach water, it collects at the bottom. And if you test positive for COVID, you can just, you can just drink it and it'll make you much, much better. No studies ever and no doctor has ever said that you should do that because it'll kill you. But trust me, I'm on the internet. Then you gotta get some toilet paper. We got lots of that because you know that something you've never run out of before in your entire life is definitely something that you should freak out about, right? And lastly, in my COVID-19 thriving kit right now, life is more on screens than we ever were before, if you can even believe it. All you gotta do is order on Amazon, blue light blocking glasses to prevent eye strain. And here we go, ta-da! COVID-19 thriving. Whew, I can't breathe. <laughs> Friends, right now more than ever, people are desperate for coaching, for wisdom, for reliable teaching and reporting. And our primary sources for how to stay well are the government, the CDC, even social media. These are the sources that we're receiving coaching from on how to manage this pandemic and how to stay well. But have you noticed that of all the coaching they give us, it's all concerning our physical health. It seems like all the information we're consuming to help us navigate this really difficult time is all related to our bodies, but not to our minds and not to our souls. Last week, Pastor Bill started a new sermon series we're calling Thrive. And the pastors, we chose to do this sermon series because we want to address what the news, government, and social media can't and won't do for you. By the grace of God, most of us at Cornerstone 
our greatest concern right now isn't actually our physical health. It's our mental and spiritual health. Can you relate to that? I can. Right now as I'm speaking, my mental health is in rough shape. My physical health is completely fine. I don't need any more information from the news on how to properly wash my hands. But I'm longing for more wisdom from God's Word on how to properly let my soul thrive in relationship with Him. So every week in this series, we'll mention specific topics on how we can thrive in this season and through this experience. And today, I'm tasked to preach about how we can thrive through our worship. But I'm going to approach it a little differently. When you hear worship, you probably think I'm going to do a sermon on church attendance, memorizing the Bible, doing morning devotionals. Some of you are thinking I'm going to preach about following rules. But I'm going to approach it differently and talk about our lifestyle of worship. That, that does include these things, but it's so much bigger than that. My hope is that it will lead us to joy that will help us not just get through this pandemic, but have an experience of thriving in it. So let's read today's scripture passage again from Proverbs 11. There is one who gives freely yet gains more, but one who withholds what is due will surely become needy. Those who bless will themselves be refreshed, and those who satisfy others will themselves be satisfied. I'd like to point out two quick things about these verses. Firstly, both of these Proverbs go against what our minds and our hearts naturally tell us. They go against our intuition. If you look at verse 24, it seems to say that the person who gives away more gains more, and the person who keeps more loses more. In other words, if, if you're generous, you'll be rich. If you are greedy, you'll be poor. But we don't think that way. We think, I need more money and more stuff for myself because then I will be happier with more. But the proverb flips that on its head. Same with verse 25. We tend to think if we care for ourselves first, then we will be refreshed and satisfied. But this is saying the opposite. It's saying those who do these things towards others will in fact be refreshed and satisfied. The second thing I notice about these Proverbs is that they make it clear that blessedness is found in being others-oriented, not self-oriented. To be other-occupied is the road to happiness, not being self-occupied. Our minds tell us that it's the other way around, but the Bible says otherwise. And it's actually not only the Bible. Scientific research actually says that too. Not too long ago, there was a new class at Yale that got started by a professor named Dr. Lori Santos. And she was being surrounded by a bunch of students who were living out their dream of attending Yale. She'd seen moments recorded of when students get their acceptance letter in the mail and are dancing and screaming and crying out of joy. And yet she felt a major contrast in the image of celebrating getting into your dream school with what she saw day to day on campus. On campus, she was seeing unhappiness and depression and anxiety skyrocket to record numbers. What was going on? Why were people who were supposedly living out their 18-year dream so miserable? So she decided to do a study and then started a class on the science of happiness and how to achieve happiness. And it quickly became the most popular class in the history of Yale. 
This class got so popular, she eventually taught it. She had to move from a classroom to a concert hall to fit all the students. It was then offered online and taken by thousands of people around the world. And now it's even been made into a super popular podcast called The Happiness Lab. So Dr. Santos has released a few extra episodes addressing happiness during COVID-19. And in one episode, she talks about how to be happy during this really difficult season. And she said something that really caught my attention. So take a listen to what she has to say. Yeah, I mean, there's so much work suggesting that if we want to be happier, we need to be other-oriented rather than self-focused. And I think this goes against the kind of standard cultural line right now. You know, when we think about like, oh, we need to treat ourselves or like self-care, you know, during the pandemic. What the research suggests is that that doesn't work as well as other care during the pandemic. Tons of lovely work by folks like Mike Norton and Liz Dunn show that the simple act of doing something nice for others, whether spending money on others or spending your time on other people can boost your well-being more than if you spent that money or time on yourself. And again, that violates our intuitions about what we need, but it's what the research suggests. This sounds oddly familiar, doesn't it? Sounds like what this Yale professor and all these big-time researchers that she's been getting data from are just confirming what we've known through the Bible for centuries. We're taught that here in Proverbs 11. And then Paul also quotes Jesus saying the same thing in Acts 20, 35. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So the data is right. We do get happier when we are others-oriented. We do thrive as human beings when we love others more than we love ourselves. But there's a foundational difference for us as Christians in why we do this. The difference for us as Christians is that our purpose for being others-oriented is not the pursuit of happiness. Our joy does not come from just being others-oriented. It comes from first being God-oriented. And that is living a life of worship. Having your life oriented towards God. And the beauty of it is that when you are living God-oriented, when you're living worshipfully and thriving through worship, that means you will be others-oriented. You will love and care and tend to the needs of others. And it will bring you greater joy than what your intuition tells you. And this is true because this is how we were created. We thrive when we worship, when we live God-oriented. We were designed to worship. It's there we feel most satisfied, most joyful, most pleasure, most happiness. We thrive when we love others and put others first because we are God-oriented. So this is what the Bible says, and this is what scientific data says. So how true is it for your life? Well, it got me thinking, when have I been happiest since March? And when have I been most miserable? So I started jotting down uh, these things, right, in my journal. First, starting with when I was most happy. Um, And I'm going to be honest with you, it was hard to start the list. I sat looking at a blank piece of paper because I've been struggling during these months. But when I finally got the first thing on paper, others started coming in and I I noticed a pattern. So the first thing that came to my mind that was a highlight of these two months was when Unji and I, we donated our stimulus checks as I mentioned in the last sermon. That act not only was satisfying in that we were helping others, but also stirred up my confidence and trust in God that he has and always will provide for us. Then came when we dropped off food, supplies, and masks to people who needed it. 
I thought of how worship ministry has been sending each other encouraging songs of praise to watch and to listen to. I thought of Easter when although we were separated, we still had such a joyous service. I thought of the worship ministry video that felt so victorious hearing everyone's voices together and then many of us sharing in the church lunch afterwards. I thought of moments where I've led people through workouts to get healthy together and I'm teaching guitar as a new hobby, things like that. Did you, did you notice the pattern? I did. I looked at my list and all the bullets are moments when I was God-oriented, when I was worshiping, worshiping with my thoughts, actions, words, when my thoughts were God-oriented outside of myself and were fixed to the glory of God and to blessing others. So what was on my other list? When have I been most miserable? When I watch the news and get angry and judgmental at partiers, protesters, President Trump, states that reopening are reopening too quickly. When I figuratively watch the calendar and can't wait for this to be over. When I look internally and constantly think, woe is me. I'm most miserable when I am me-oriented, consumed with my preferences, my desires, my hopes, my wants, my demands, my opinions. See, it's clear from the science because science only confirms what God the Creator has made. We were not created to be selfish and constantly internally oriented beings. We were created to be like Him, men and women made in the image of their Creator, who are about outward blessing and loving. We will not thrive when we are looking inward, but we can thrive when we have worshipful, God-oriented hearts. So here is the call for all of us, Cornerstone. Let us thrive during this pandemic by being God-oriented, by being worshipful. How do we do that? Well, here are some examples. Think about people who are having a hard time. Maybe you know someone who has lost their job or is having a tough time with depression. Send them a meal. Send them an encouraging text, an email, or letter. Consider donating money to a charity that is helping families in need. During the week in your Zoom meetings, try your best to push aside the boundaries of the computer screen and to be fully present in those meetings. When you're streaming with us on Sundays, don't just connect, engage. It's a bigger deal than you think for your soul to take small little steps to engage with us on Sundays. Things like come on time right at 10.30 a.m. or even earlier than that to pray. Write in the comment section or ask for prayer. Listen to what's happening. Sing along with us. Put your phone and put away your phone and distractions. It actually matters for you. If you are more worshipfully engaged, you will obviously get more out of these times. So many experts are also talking about taking breaks from your screen multiple times a day. When you do that, listen to a worship song. Sing. Take a moment to silently be in God's presence and just listen or pray and lift up the things burdening your heart. Whatever you do, let us thrive by orienting our lives towards our Heavenly Father.
that this pandemic has closed down businesses, stopped travel, kept large gatherings from happening, but it has had zero effect on the glory of God and how each son and daughter of His is called to worship. We know that a worshipful life is a thriving life. Therefore, if we are God-oriented in this season, we can thrive. Friends, let us worship God, let us orient our hearts towards Him, and let us thrive together in this season. Let's pray. Father, we turn our hearts, our mind, our bodies, our everything to you. You are our creator who made us and has given us all these things, but we want to turn to you, Lord. We want our lives to be oriented towards you. We want you to be our compass. We want to have our our directions pointed towards you. And in, in, a, in a way that is powerful and even magnetic, we want our souls to be drawn towards more and more of you. Lord, because we know that is where we thrive. That is how we have been created and that is how you have made us. Lord, many of us are struggling during this pandemic. And our minds will tell us, take care of yourself. Keep more of your money. Do things more selfishly. But Lord, we know that that's not how you created us to live and that's not how we experience joy and happiness. It's when we think about how to honor you and how to love our neighbors as ourselves. That's where we really thrive and experience the most joy in this life. So Father, we pray that you would silence our flesh and like like big speakers in a concert hall, we pray that you would amplify your voice and your words so that we would hear you clearly. So would you receive all of the worship and praise from us as your children, as we worship you and as we love one another. Help us to thrive and not just get by these days. And help us to do so by your Holy Spirit prodding us to center our lives towards you, Jesus, and to all of your praise. I pray all these things in your name. Amen.